everyone, and welcome to Battle City Broads, our Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, where we watch every episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters and talk about plenty of other things along the way. My name is Ellie. And my name is Jenny. And this week, we're excited to talk about bugs, bugs, bugs. It's bug time. Can I say something? Uh, yeah. My notes for this episode are content warning, non-con, egg, egg prank. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but I was going to say that since the last time we recorded, I went to an anime convention and I had some Yu-Gi-Oh! related things that I was trying to sell at this uh, flea market swap meet type thing where you sell your unwanted uh, merchandise. And I met a good amount of people who commented on my Yu-Gi-Oh stuff mm -hmm. and I was like oh if you like Yu-Gi-Oh you should listen to the podcast so I was like I wonder if this will be anybody's first episode or something like that if maybe they listened because they met me at the convention and so you're just coming in swinging right off the bat <laughs> I think it's good that they know what they get into you know <laughs> I think each episode though it's probably somebody's first episode it's possible so if it is your first episode welcome now you know what we're about and I love you yeah, we're about a lot of nonsense, really. Yeah, yes. We didn't have anything much else we wanted to talk about um, up top, did we? I guess that was my brief no. um, con report, was that I, I sold some stuff at a convention. The, the flea market was really fun. I would definitely want to go back next year and people were just selling all kinds of you know crazy stuff and i i made bank off of a bunch of um old manga that i didn't need anymore and um these really hell cute, yeah these really cute Yu-Gi-Oh keychains that i got a couple years ago and i bought like the entire set of all 10 of them and i only really wanted to keep the yami and kaiba ones so i sold <laughs> the other ones because the only way i could justify spending like a hundred dollars on a giant thing of a whole bunch of keychains was if i was like well i'm gonna make back almost all of it by reselling them because you could only buy it as a set <laughs> but anyways and i i i will tell you i won't say one thing is that I had like four separate conversations over the course of that con with random people that were along the lines of, oh my god, Yu-Gi-Oh! I've been looking for Yu-Gi-Oh! stuff all day long and I haven't found any. So my conclusion is they need to be making more Yu-Gi-Oh! merchandise. That's all I have to say. All I'm saying is we should, I, I should do more research into this, but we should do some like light merch, like stickers or something. I'll, I'll like do some oh, research Oh, I'd be on down that. for that. Yeah. We should make we could make some stickers. We could have like a red bubble. I could make some little sticker designs. I would love a laptop sticker. Listeners, please write in and tell us um if you would like us to make stickers or anything like that. If you have comments of like what we should make a sticker of or anything Ooh. along those lines. Would you buy a sticker? Yeah. That'd be fun. Part of me wants to do it. a like a generic Battle City Broads one and then a girl I'm teleporting. Girl I'm teleporting. Oh my god, it should be it should be like Kaiba fading away. Zero <laughs> Kaiba, but then as you say. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll do a just a really quick life update in that I went to the Minneapolis Institute of Art today, phenomenal place, and I got to do my favorite museum activity, which is go to the medieval slash early renaissance European art and be like, what's the most fucked Jealous. up baby Jesus? Oh, I love fucked up medieval babies. Phenomenal. I'll send them to you later, Ellie. Because uh, I forgot you're not really on Instagram. I posted some of them. Oh, No, some, I'm not on Instagram at some, all. Some... 
Oh, never mind then. Well, okay. Well, I will send you some fucked up babies. I mean, I technically have an Instagram, but I never log in or no, post. Well, then I will, yeah. I will directly send the babies to you because... Please, please ugh, send me the fucked ugh, up eagle babies. Some horrible infants. I love how they would draw babies as just looking like whole adult humans in a tiny form. It's so amazing. There were there was like this man is forty years old, forty year old accountant who just got a sports car, but he's a baby. Fifty um, year old <laughs> man who just lost a limb and is like has PTSD, but it's a baby. One baby that's literally just impossible to describe because his head is just smushed. You know, oh my god, Jenny, you can't, shouldn't just send them to me. We should post these on the Twitter because now we're talking about it on mic and maybe the listeners also want to see fucked up medieval babies. Completely unrelated to anything Yu-Gi-Oh like, but I'm, I'm sure you all have good taste and you love fucked up art of medieval babies. <laughs> Y'all yeah, do that. I'll be like, break from our usual Yu-Gi-Oh content. Look at this baby. Isn't this fucked up? <laughs> it's relevant. We could put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. There's some That's fucked awesome, up babies. Though. Yeah, it was great. You know, great. I think... I feel like I'm not 100% sure this is right because this is just off the top of my head. I think I read this somewhere. So I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that those, that the reason that they drew babies like that is it was like a deliberate artistic choice because Mm -hmm. they're trying to show, for baby Jesus, they're trying to show like the, I guess the dignity or the specialness of baby Jesus by showing that he has like all of the gifts or the soul or whatever of like an adult by drawing him as being like a tiny adult instead of what a baby actually looks like. I think I remember reading that somewhere that it's not just that the artists like didn't know what babies look like. Although I'm sure that's the case for some medieval art because not every medieval artist was talented. Just like not every artist now is talented. Children are hard to draw. Not gonna lie. Like it's very hard to draw kids. They are. I think, yeah, I think it was, like, a combination. Like, I can tell, like, sometimes they're going for, oh, they're just drawing, like, a little man because they can't draw Jesus as, like, a chubby, cute little baby. But sometimes you can tell they're, like, mm-hmm. you, they were just trying to have it all. They were trying to have, like, a cute kid but also a cool grown-up looking man. And it just, like, did not work. So, yeah, yeah. All right, but we're not here to talk about fucked up babies, so I could talk about I mean, I guess there are us. kind of some fucked up babies in this episode because... Um, Oh, yes! Yes! Uh, Weevil is like, these are my little babies, these cute little babies about the eggs, which we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it. We certainly will. Let's, let's fucking go. Let's talk about these fucked up bug babies. What are your general... We didn't talk about this last Weevil episode. What are your general bug feelings? My general opinions on bugs? Yeah, like, are you anti-bug? Are you neutral? Is it like, do you, like are you squicked out by them? I don't, I do not have a bug phobia. I would say that I'm grossed out by bugs probably like the normal amount of what, you know, is normal to be grossed out by like a small animal in your home. Like, I don't want a bug to be crawling on me. I don't want to see a cockroach or anything like that. But I don't get particularly grossed out about them in any real way or scared of them the way some people get really freaked out when they see a cockroach. And when I see a cockroach, I'm like, oh, it's gross. What if it's, you know, gets its little dirty feet on things or, you know, I want it to not be in my house, but I, I'm not opposed to them. And I think some bugs um, are pretty cool and pretty cute. That's pretty much exactly how I feel. For me, it's like, I actually love bugs, like aesthetically, and I kind of like them just like independently in the world. Um, I just don't like them in my house because like, obviously it's like kind of a sign of uncleanliness that I yeah. feel like embarrassed by, but like, I, I generally like, like them and like, they don't bother me. And obviously like, you know, if one crawls on me unexpectedly, but I will like let them crawl on me deliberately. I think they're very cute. I like them. Yeah. 
And also, even ones that are, like, genuinely kind of fucked up and gross looking, like, I think are very cool. I, I'm, I'm, like, into spooky stuff, so it just doesn't bother me generally. So, yeah, it's it's great. It's great. So, I'm generally pro-bug, but I'm not pro-these bugs. It's kind of like if there was, I don't know, if there was a rat in my house or a mouse or a squirrel or something, yes. I would be freaked out because I would be like, why is this animal in my space? But it, not because I'm grossed out by the animal and that's kind of how I feel about bugs except that they're so much smaller that they they actually can be in your house all the time and it's like oh go away (laughs) especially Mm. when they're loud or land on you or whatever so like I would say like bug neutral with like a lean towards positive okay I was just curious because I feel like for some people watching this episode lots of like bug noises bug aesthetics you know could be gross yeah I think if bugs gross you out this would be an episode that you would not enjoy watching if you have a bug phobia or anything like that or squick um but if you don't if you're not bothered by it then it's fun i think i i like some of the bug monsters in this episode have cool designs we'll talk about it when we get to it agreed this week we're covering episodes uh 63 and 64 we're doing a two-in-one another two-in-one duel the episode 63 is called, in Japanese, The Trap of Revenge, Rampage, Parasite, and it um, aired on July 10th, 2001. And then in English, it was called Playing with a Parasite, Part 1, and aired on February 15th, 2003. A day after Valentine's Day. You can give wow. bugs to your lover. I could do that any day. i do that any day. This is not one of the more romantic episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh. There are some episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh that I would say are pretty romantic. <laughs> oh, there's some deeply romantic episodes. This one, not so much. Well, I guess if it's Valentine's Day, we do start off with a scene of my Valentine. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> She's here for like three seconds. Uh, we see Jinochi running to uh, meet Yugi and Mai very briefly in the square in Battle City. And Mai brags about how she already has four locator cards. Yugi has three and Jinochi has four. And um, Jinochi's like, damn, I'm always uh, lagging behind you guys. Actually, the subtitles, because I have a dirty mind, it made me laugh because the subtitle said, when the three of us get together, I'm always on the bottom. And I was like, (laughs) Joey confirmed ultimate bottom. These are his two crushes. Yeah, I have two things. A, my queen hours. And B, this is actually the first time Yami's been out almost the whole tournament. This is the first time we've seen little Yugi in a while. That's true. I missed him. It's the next day they say that, so I guess that's why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we went. I think they said it, it had been a day, which is weird, because it didn't seem like the stuff that we did yesterday would have taken a whole day. It was like a couple of duels, but whatever, and they started in the morning. Because I just read the manga, like, to do the manga comparisons, which we'll do at the end of the episode. And I'm pretty sure that in the manga it's the same day, which is a weird change, but it doesn't really huh. matter. Uh, yeah. Anyways... As they're splitting up to go off and look for people to duel, they pass Yugi is being watched by a creepy mime. There's a guy in kind of goth clothes doing mime poses, like, you know, street, a street mime. And mm-hmm. he's got piercings all over his face. He looks very spooky. And that's setting up for stuff that will happen next episode. But for now, it's just a little setup. 
Anzu and Honda show up to Grandpa's game store. Grandpa's there. Anzu's like, oh my god, are we late again? We thought we were going to be able to say hi to Yugi before he left. Honda, this is your fault. You were late because you were on the phone with talking to Shizuka, talking to Joey's sister. And Honda's like, um, she just uh, couldn't bear to stop talking to me, so I had to stay on the phone. And Anzu's like, I'm pretty sure it was the other way around and that you kept her for longer and kind of nudges him, which irritating. So now we've started to have more references to the idea that Honda has a crush on Shizuka, which I don't think has like actually been made explicit until now. This is the first explicit mention. Yeah, they've like sort of hinted around it, but they're like, you were flirt. Taya in the dub is like, you were flirting with her. Also, mm. funny moment in the dub where Taya references, we've kind of mentioned that like her her storyline, these past couple episodes has been running around going like, where's Yugi? And in the dub, she's like, I feel like I've just been running around, but I haven't actually seen him duel at all this whole time, which I <laughs> wow. thought was funny. <laughs> the four kids script writers were like, isn't it weird how Anzi's been running around doing nothing just like we were? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Jinochi, he's out, he's looking for his prey. This random kid with kind of flippy hair comes up and is like, hey, can I get your autograph? Uh, Jinochi's immediately flattered, but then the kid clarifies that, uh, I'm asking every single duelist for their autograph because then that way, whoever wins, doesn't matter who it is, I'll have the champion's Mm. autograph, which I thought was pretty funny. (laughs) Very different in the dub. In the dub, he's like, oh, you're Joey, you came second in Duel's Kingdom. Um, and says, my sister has a huge crush on you. Can you, like, make an autograph for her? And, wow. she, and Joey gets very flustered. Also, quick fact. I'm sure most of our listeners know, but, like, in most anime, but especially American dubs, um, children are usually voiced by, like, older adult women who can, like, yeah. tone their voices down. This kid, and only this kid, like, and there's even another kid in this episode who is clearly voiced by, like, an older woman who's doing a very good kid voice, but you can just tell, especially if you look yeah. for it. This you child know. is clearly voiced by a child. Huh. Which means they're kind of bad, but also I was like, this is a child. Like, it's very unusual, because you can, like, immediately tell. And I was like, why? Why this kid? So I'm like, I was trying to do a little research. There's there's nothing on this child. Mm-hmm. But part of me is like, I wonder if, like, the four kids, they were like, fuck, we need, like, a kid voice. And, like, somebody, like, brought their kid in or something. Yeah, somebody's kid. That's my thought. A producer, one of the the actors, um, had, had their kid in the studio for... Because it's a pretty quick part, so... That's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. That's fun. It was definitely an adult woman doing a kid voice in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think of kids who are voiced by kids in an- like in anime. And the only one I can think of in the dub is like in the original Full Metal Alchemist. They cast like an actual 12 or 13 year old boy to voice Al. Interesting. And then he grew up like over the course of the series and then for the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood dub, they got a new person who is like, I'm pretty sure is a, yeah, I think it must be a woman doing like a guy's voice. I'm not sure. But um, the like original teen voice actor, he came back and he voiced, I want to say he voiced like young Hohenheim or something like that. They he, they like gave huh. him like a part in the new dub. <laughs> Ooh, I, I really like that. That just actually. popped into my head. <laughs> But yeah, uh-huh. I, I can't think of other instances. I think it's pretty much always it's pretty much always a woman. Well, yes, yeah, so this is just a, just a weird dub fact. Weevil is also voiced in Japanese by like a woman doing a kid boy voice, and she is she's pretty fun. She does a good evil snobby child voice, which mm-hmm. is less grating than the dub Weevil, which I remember being annoying. Pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. 
the the kid is like, hey, uh, you know, you're so cool and everything. He does actually say like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, you 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 were in Duelist Kingdom, like you're still a great duelist, but he Joey just doesn't feel special, extra special because this kid is asking everyone for their autograph. But then the kid says, your dual disc is so cool. I wish I had a dual disc. Would you let me try it on for just a moment? And Jinochi's like, all right. And he, he says, the subtitles translated it as like, I couldn't say no to my fan, but I could hear him saying in in English, I could hear him saying the word fan service, like da 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 I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. That's funny. He's like, be really careful with a kid because it's super important. And then turns around and the kid is running away. Like he has gone. stolen the disc. He's fleeing. By sheer coincidence, uh, Hanza, Hanza, Honda and Anzu and Grandpa, Hanza as I call them, um, are on top of a bridge. And they just happen to see the kid running by. And Honda kind of jumps down and intervenes, grabs the kid, and is like, give this dual disc back, da 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 The kid is like, I'm really sorry. I wanted it because I wanted to get revenge. I didn't make it into the tournament. I don't have a dual disc. I'm just a, a fan who plays casually. And I was here watching some duels, and then this guy stole my rare cards. And, and I just, I thought if I had a dual disc, then I could, and a champion's deck, then I could duel him and get my cards back and they're all like we're sympathetic to your plight child but you can't just steal people's shit Mm -hmm. and then when they ask Mm -hmm. for a description of the person i mean we've already mentioned him a bunch of times in the lead up to this (laughs) so it's not a surprise to y'all that it's in sector haga or weevil underwood weevil underwood there's also a really cute little graphic where the guy is um where the kid is describing the person where he's like he had big glasses and it just pops up you know big cartoon glasses and he had a bowl cut and it puts hair on top it like slowly puts together a picture of weevil i thought it was like just cute it was cute animation so then as they you know jinochi's like we're gonna i'm gonna go duel him and i'm gonna get your rare cards back and get revenge for you for your honor and the kid as they are running away the kid makes a fucked up and evil face at the camera and is like oh so it turns out this kid was actually, all of this was planned. This kid was actually working for Haga, who meets him in a shady alleyway and is like, oh, now Jinochi's deck will definitely fail because I messed with his deck, which we'll find out the specifics later. And the kid is like, okay, you promised me that if I trick Jinochi, you give me a rare card. And then <laughs> this scene really, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> I know, Yes. <laughs> So Haga gives him a, a shitty, like, common card, and it's like, you don't deserve to get a rare card as a reward, and then pulls out, I don't know how to describe it, like a bug-themed super soaker, basically, and, like, shoots sticky yes. web all over him. <laughs> the best thing is in the dub, he's just like, slime! <laughs> just says, slime, he got moved, and I was like, he got fucking slime again? What the- the best is that the kid, like, he gets, like, sprayed with slime, and I guess I'd be shocked- but, like, I would be, like, start throwing fists after that. And the kid, they don't show what happens to the kid afterward. Like, Weevil just walks away. And I was like, if somebody sprayed me with bug slime, I'd be like, I'm gonna fucking throw hands at you. <laughs> I mean, I guess this kid is afraid to start shit with Weevil. <laughs> I wouldn't be. He looks like he couldn't take one punch. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're also a child. <laughs> That's fair. Also, this guy cl- just is willing to, like, is sliming people. I'd kind of be like, you know what? Who who knows what else he's going to put? I think if you're, like, 10 or 11-ish, which I think this kid is supposed to be, 
even a scrawny, short, like, 16, 17-year-old, which I'm pretty sure is how old Weevil is supposed to be, is still, like, a little too intimidating for you, probably. Very fair. Very fair. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're, like, a huge Duel Monsters fan and this person is the former champion, Duel Monsters champion. <laughs> yeah. Checks out. But yeah, I mean, what was with the bug slime? Like, come on, people. I yeah. feel like slime had a real moment in the early 2000s. Like, it was, there was a cultural phenomenon of slime. <laughs> That's so, to, there's, like, a weird weekend with slime. I was, I was like, um, there's, like, a kid in my neighborhood who I play with kind of regularly. Like, I'm pretty close to my neighbors and stuff. They were like, hey, you want to, I got, I made slime at school today. And then, like, she wanted me to, like, turn the slime into a turd. She was, like, turn it into poop. Like, she wanted me to, like, shape it like poop. And it has the weirdest feeling, but I was like, this was huge. I was like, I hadn't heard of slime, but I thought, like, everybody loved slime for a while. Oh, yeah, you're, you know, you're right. Because you're talking about, like, the slime that, it was trendy a couple of years ago for, like, kids to make it and stuff. And I'm thinking about people getting slime dumped on them in, like, the mid-2000s on Nickelodeon. That was also big. Which I feel like was also a thing. It was a totally separate type of slime and a totally separate phenomenon. But what is it about being a child that that drives you to the slime? I just don't understand. Honestly, just saying it, I get it, though. Like, just saying slime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is something fundamentally appealing about slime, the concept of slime. Absolutely true. Alright, so Haga's plan is to beat Jinochi to get at Yugi. He wants to get revenge on Yugi for beating him in Duelist Kingdom. And he's like, well, I'll take out your bestie first as, you know, a stepping stone to show my strength. And he's thinking, like, you know, if I beat up Jinochi and get his rare cards and stuff, not only will that, like, lure Yugi to me and make him want revenge, but I'll also have his his stuff. So that's his plan. He's not going to get all the way there, of course, but that's his plan. And it's a fair plan. Uh, Meanwhile, got another scene of Shizuka in the hospital. A nurse pokes her head into the door and says, Hey, uh, Shizuka, I'm looking for a kid named Kenta who doesn't want to leave the hospital and he's been running around and trying to hide. And hmm. Shizuka's like, No, I haven't seen I haven't seen a kid. The nurse says, Okay, alright, shuts the door. And it turns out that and then Shizuka's like, You can come out now. So it turns out she was letting Kenta hide under her bed. Comes out. He's just a very extremely generic looking anime child. Does he have a name in the dub? It is Kenta, actually. Though his huh. reason for hiding is slightly different. He actually doesn't want to get his x-rays. In Yeah, in the sub, it's that he doesn't want to, I guess, like, be... What's the opposite of admitted? Like, he doesn't want to, like, be processed out discharged of the hospital. Yeah, discharged. Whatever. That's the phrase I was looking for, yeah. He doesn't want to, like, go home with his parents. Um, so she says, or, or he says, how come you let me hide under your bed? And she says, well, it's the right thing to do to help people out when you can. And also, I don't like that nurse, <laughs> which just made me laugh. <laughs> she was like, I have beef with the nurse. Like, I want to know why she doesn't like her. <laughs> and Serenity seems very nice. So I'm like, I, what did the nurse do? Or like, I what's know. The, what's the drama? I love that. I just thought it was a cute, I guess, I don't know, like childish moment from Serenity, who seems like artificially yes. super nice all the time. You know, and it was just like a fun moment. It's like you forget she's like 15. Yeah. Um, and so she says, there's one thing you can do for me in return. Uh, I really want to know what's going on in the duels. And she has that computer with, you know, how Honda shows. She's like, let me get somebody who won't just, like, lie to me about what's happening in the duel for no fucking reason the way Honda did. She'd not say mm-hmm. that, but that's what I was thinking. Yes. <laughs> and so she enlists the kid to read the duel monsters results to her on the computer. Meanwhile, Jinochi has successfully tracked down Weevil and challenges him to a duel. 
Um, also, Weevil makes a mildly creepy, like, comment towards Anzu, which I thought was really unnecessary and could have done without. Yeah, okay, interesting, because in the dub, he basically says, like, she's, like, uh, like she points her finger and is, like, you suck, basically. And he's, like, careful where you put that finger, my bugs might bite it. But she had a very strong, she was, like, oh, that's gross. And then there's, like, a weird shot of her going, like, ugh. And I was, like, did he say something creepy to her in the sub and they cut it out in the dub? So, so. it's not even, like, it's not, like, creepy creepy, but what she says is... She says, because it was the same in the manga, so let me see if I can pull up the manga to remember, like, exactly what he said, because I don't, I've forgotten exactly. Yeah, so she's, she's like, oh, that's Insector Haga, and, um, he's like, oh, a cute girl remembered who I was, ha ha ha, that's flattering, and she's like, ew. It's not too bad. I mean, it's not actively, like, creepy, but it's still kind of annoying <laughs> i still just like didn't need it that's like a perfect thing where it's like it's weird i'm like Ugh, but i don't like it's not like call the cops exactly like i don't think he's actually like how do i put it it felt like he's not actively trying to be creepy to her like in universe yes. but it was just like implying that he would be a really awkward around girls you know because he's such a loser boy which it makes sense for the character but i just felt like it was kind of unnecessary and random mm-hmm. where are we uh so yeah the duel starts uh there's a very funky background music track the first like turn or two is relatively uneventful like you know they're just getting some monsters out and stuff like that in mm-hmm. the hospital uh shizuka is cutely proud of her brother when kenta says oh no he's like dueling the former Japanese champion, you know, champion of the tournaments. She's like, that's okay. He came in second in Duelist Kingdom, so he's he's gonna be fine. He's killing it. Jinochi gets out uh, Jinzo, which he won in the duel with Esperova. So Jinzo's here to fuck up some bugs for a minute. Jinochi seems like he's uh, doing pretty well. At one point, Haga... Uh, sorry I keep calling him both Weevil and Haga. Uh, you know how it is. I keep switching. I wrote Haga in all of my notes, but then I always, like, instinctively call him Weevil. Fair. He has this monster called Kiseitai, which is like a, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's really fucked up looking and I'm kind of obsessed with it. (laughs) Kiseitai. Yeah, I think that's what they call it in... Tubular worm thing with an eye on one end and a pointing finger on the other end. And then the eye end also has wings and it's extremely strange looking and I'm just... There's just something cool about the look of it that I was, I was into. <laughs> There's a lot of really cool, like, parasite imagery. Yet again, like, I yeah. feel like if you're squeaked out by bugs, it's like, oh, this is gonna suck. But, like, if you're, like, kind of like, this is dope, then it's dope. If you're you know? into that kind of thing, yeah. And I enjoy a lot of the sort of, you know, fucked up body horror imagery type stuff. Is It's something that I find appealing in general. Mm-hmm. So, rather than it creeping me out, I found it fun in this episode. I liked some of the gross monsters. Also, another comment about Weevil. I fucking love his shoes. Did you see his little bug sneakers? Yes! Yeah, I made a note about that in the second episode because that's when I noticed them. I just think whatever else you can say about the guy, you can't deny that I think his fashion is Great on drip. point. <laughs> yeah, I like it. He's got a theme and he sticks to it. You know what I mean? I gotta respect that. I really feel like the bug theming of his clothes is at exactly the right level where it's like over the top but also kind of like cute and looks good (laughs) Mm -hmm. i I think he's killing it i absolutely agree 
All right. So anyways, um, Shizuka is telling Kenta that like, oh, my brother will always try a challenge because he believes that nothing ventured, nothing gained. That That's what the subtitle said. But then in Japanese, I mean, it was kind of funny because she was like, it was holding on her talking for like a very long time. And she said like a very long sentence and the subs just said nothing ventured, nothing gained. And so <laughs> I assume there was some kind of like long Japanese like idiom that translates to the same thing as that that they just translated as but i was like she's still talking okay (laughs) (laughs) basically the point of this scene is that she's like nothing's impossible and kent is like sometimes you just suck and shouldn't try honestly though fair i don't know what were your vibes on kenta as a character overall like i mean mean, we can talk about this more but i kind of kind of annoyed me because i felt like he didn't really I think in the dub he has a better arc because in the arc his whole thing is like I'm scared of getting my X-rays and Serenity's like oh don't worry like I'm gonna you're gonna see like what it's like to be brave but he's actually very nice like when he's talking to Serenity he's like well Joey's in a tough spot but he's actually dueling really well it's just really tough like there's actually several scenes where he's like well he's doing bad but he seems to be holding his own what Tristan should have done (laughs) yeah literally he's like he's honest in that he's saying like well Joey's holding up but like it looks a little bad but and Serenity's like that yeah that's how it always is with Joey so don't worry about it and like Mm -hmm. we'll get to this but his like little takeaway at the end of the episode I think works better because it's not Mm -hmm. like it's very much like, thank you, I've, like, I admire Joey, yeah. like, I can be brave, too. It's, like... I'll keep talking some more about how he's written in the sub as we, as we have more scenes with him later. Because, I don't know, sense. just... There's something about it that annoyed me. I will say, too, Kenta has a fucking great line in, like, the last two minutes of, of like, the next episode in the dub. Um, so I'll, just for that, I will give him... I'll wait until we hit that nice. moment, but I literally had to rewind. It was <laughs> so good. All right, so the duel continues. Um, Haga has lots of tricksy bug monsters, and he gets larva, larva moth, and its cocoon of evolution onto the field, which if you remember when he dueled Yugi in Duelist Kingdom, this is, um, it's like this cocoon card that if you leave it on the field for five turns, it turns into perfect ultimate great moth and mm-hmm. is super powerful. So finally... Weevil uses some kind of combo. I don't remember exactly what it is, but he gets to, like, activate this card in Joey's deck called Parasite Parasite. Joey's like, I don't have a card that that is that. And Weevil's like, yes, you do. And then Joey realizes that the kid, it was all a big trick. The um, kid who tried to play him for sympathy secretly slipped the card into his deck. And Anzu is like, that's cheating! And Haga's like, really? Um, uh, they say a great strategist should always prepare for the battle before the battle even begins. And I was like, shut up, you little Shut shit. up, Weevil. It was funny. It was very funny. I was like, what do you think you're doing? Are you, like, quoting Sun Tzu's Art of War? Like, what? <laughs> He didn't say that. That's not what this... He didn't actually say that was a quote from anything, but that was the energy that he was giving me was of a guy who was like, Sun Tzu says that blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Just like, shut the fuck up. The fact that just like everybody... I feel like he's a really well-written minor villain and that everybody is just like, shut up, you're so annoying. (laughs) Yeah, and I find him fun. Yeah, no, I actually really like him. And also, um, we was like, are you even a real duelist? You wouldn't bother to, like, check your deck before you duel? And it's like, I mean, why would you check? Because you would assume that somebody didn't slip something into your deck in the five minutes since you last had it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Well, so this Parasite card, basically, it infects any monsters that Joey plays. 
has two things that it does. One is that it makes his monsters become insect-type monsters. And the second mm-hmm. thing it does is it prevents those infected monsters from being tributed. Um, it combos with a bunch of other stuff that Weevil plays to, like, hobble Joey's strategy really effectively. Because his card that he has out right now is one where you have to tribute, like, every time it attacks. And because mm-hmm. he can't tribute, he can't summon any, like, higher-level monsters. And Weevil even plays a trap card that has the effect that insect monsters cannot attack him at all. So all of Joey's monsters are now insects, and Joey is, like, forced to go on the defensive. Like, he pretty much can't do anything. I feel like we should also mention the imagery of this, like, the bugs bursting from the monsters is so gross. It's pretty gross, gross. yes. Looking bad. Yeah, looking bad, but Joey's, like... He has a brief flashback to when uh, Yami was fighting Exodia dude, Rare Hunter dude. He's like, Yugi showed me that during that duel that even if your opponent is cheating, then a true duelist would fight fair and still manage to win against them. Which like, bro, you're not Yami. And that was dumb when Yami said it too. So like, <laughs> I'm just you're saying. You're not Yami. It was dumb when he said it too. I love that. I mean... Come on. Like, A, you don't have Yami's plot armor, and B, I thought it was really stupid when Yami said that, so... Incredible. But, uh, yeah, this this first episode ends with a cliffhanger where Haga has actually managed to summon the perfect ultimate great moth. Oh, no! I, I think I will give my opinion on this whole thing once we're done with the second episode, but, yeah. like, chugging along? Yeah, sorry, I just wanted to, like... I, I felt like I had been not giving you enough space to say stuff, so I just wanted to like... I haven't had much to say. I have a bit more coming up this next That's episode. That's fair. But like, a lot of the duel stuff... It is kind of like, it's a duel, and then, you know... We'll get to this at the end of the next episode, but, like, I definitely, like, watching these episodes, they flew by pretty fast, I but I realized it's a lot of duel content, but, like, mm-hmm. it's... I wouldn't say saved, because the duel is not bad, actually. It's redeemed by the fact that all of the non-duel content I actually like. It's not, like, my favorite, but it's good. So I have a couple more comments, but honestly, for the dueling, I'm like, meh, bugs are gross. It's fun. I do, I will say one really quick thing before we get into the next episode, is I like how they were like, oh yeah, Jinzo, and then, like, the fact that Jinzo was, like, this incredibly hard threat to face when Joey played him, he just, like, immediately gets overwhelmed. He, like, tributes, no, he tributes Jinzo. Uh, he does, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's also kind of kind of makes sense strategically because, like, Weevil's no, deck sense. is clearly based on monster effect cards. Like, if you had a trap-based deck, it'd be one Jinzo's really used. It just kind of shows that Jinzo's, like, he's, like, a good monster, and he's, like, very powerful against certain types of decks. But, like, against Weevil's, it's like, oh, okay, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> All right, so episode 64 is in Japanese called... Iron Knight Gearfried. It's just named after a monster. We're going to see that monster this episode. It aired on July 17th, 2001. And in Mm -hmm. English, it was called, of course, Playing with a Parasite Part 2. It aired on February 22nd, 2003. It's my mom's birthday, by the way. Not that that matters. (laughs) Happy birthday to your mom. So um, I kind of missed like the first like two minutes or so of this episode because I got distracted looking up the origin of the word cocoon on Wikipedia. And I was thinking because I, <laughs> I refused to rewind. I don't think anything really important happened. But I was thinking about how cocoon is like, okay, tell me if you agree with me on this. Okay. 
initial caveat, I'm really good at spelling. I'm not trying to brag because it's a fundamentally not very useful talent, but like I am really good at spelling, but cocoon is a word that I almost always spell wrong. It's like one of those very oh. few words that like I can never remember how to spell it, it if it has two C's or one C in the middle. I couldn't say. Wow, I never thought of that, but you're so right. It is kind of a tricky word. Yeah, so I was like, I wonder where that word comes from. And so I was like looking up the etymology and then I just got distracted, like, reading about the word cocoon. And then I was like, wait, 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 the episode's playing. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that's just me. Weevil says Joey can't do shit. There's only two cards in all of Duel Monsters that have higher attack than Perfect Ultimate Great Moth. Those cards are Gate Guardian and um, the Ultimate Blue Eyes White Dragon. And I doubt Genochi has either of those, which is true. And meanwhile, in the hospital, Kenta is like... It doesn't matter how much you believe in yourself. If somebody is, like, stronger than you, then you're not going to win. Wow, incredibly different vibes. Sorry, the kid is just like, yeah, incredibly different vibes. Keep going, sorry. If you don't have talent, you're never going to get anywhere. It's the same as it is in dueling, in school, and in life, and sports. And Shizuka's like, is that why you don't want to leave the hospital? Because you don't want to go back to school? Like, she picks up on him mentioning school. And Kenta's like, yeah, well, while I'm in the hospital, my parents treat me better and I don't have to go to school. Oh. So he's like mad that he's mediocre, I guess, or that he's like not mm -hmm. doing well in school. And that's kind of the, there's not a thing about his x-rays. The message for Kenta in the Japanese is more like it's about trying hard and not about raw talent, which is like kind of Joey's thing. Mm-hmm. Joey might not have always all of the best cards and stuff like that, but he always tries. Yes. Which, it seems like it's similar, but not exactly the same. That's so interesting, yeah, because, like, in the dub, he, he has, like, a very honest thing where he's like, wow, the Great Moth seems really powerful, I'm not sure he can win. Like, it's, like, a very normal, not aggressive or, like, general thing. It's, like, a normal kid reaction where it's like, seems like he's pretty strong, I'm not sure he's gonna how he's gonna get away with this or how he's mm. gonna wiggle out. Um, oh, actually, what he says, he's like, oh, some, sorry, I'm looking through my notes. He's like, oh, sometimes it's, things are just too scary. He's like, just like the x-rays. I'm scared of them, so I'm going to stay and hide. Like, just mm. very easy, understandable kid fear. I think it sounds to me like, I mean, obviously, I didn't watch the dub, but based on how you're describing it, I feel like they improved it in the dub because from the sub, I just felt like the way it was written was, I don't know, just kind of clumsy, I guess. It's, it's just, it didn't seem like, it, it doesn't seem natural. It was all a good message, but the way he was kind of expressing it felt awkward. That's like Nietzschean. This is another. This is another impl implication that like Yu-Gi-Oh is like kids are really into Nietzsche. <laughs> like he's yeah. like sometimes people are just born superior. <laughs> like I'm like calm down, <laughs> calm down. What are you an existential uh, existential philosopher? God damn. <sighs> yeah. So. Jinoji, he might have a plan. He's laying down a trap, uh, some face-down cards, and he's like, it's all luck now. The way that he beats Great Moth is that he uses, again, he we see the return of Skull Dice and Grateful Dice. Graceful mm -hmm. Dice. He uses Skull Dice to reduce Great Moth's attack to half, and Graceful Dice to boost his own, the Parasite card. He, like, boosts its attack by multiplying it by four, which... This is is this how skull dice and graceful dice work in the real game? They don't like multiply your attack, right? That would be crazy. No, I think they add. I'm gonna look it up really quickly. They just like add to it, don't they? I'm gonna look it up right now. So I was like, that seems op. That would be insane, honestly. 
The result... Oh, no, it is. It's multiplied by 100 points. No, they gain attack equal to the result times 100. Result 100. Yeah, so, like, yeah. up to So, like, if you roll a 4, your monsters become 400 more powerful, not your monster's attack gets multiplied by four, which would be, which is how it works in this episode. And I was like, that's crazy. It definitely doesn't do that, does it? And it doesn't. And that would be insane. <laughs> yeah, but with that, it doesn't really matter. Um, He's able to actually turn the, like, weak parasite into this powerhouse that's just strong enough to defeat the weakened Great Moth. But Weevil's like, I have a card even better than Great Moth. And he uses this particular combo to summon Insect Queen. Incredible. Big bug. I kind of like the design of Insect Queen. I think they do a good job of making her look, like, really big and scary. Um, her head is, like, just small enough that it is creepy how small her head is <laughs> in proportion. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I totally agree. It's like, this proportion is off. I feel yeah. attacked. Exactly. She also has, like, boobs for some reason, but whatever. Yes. I like Insect Queen. Um... Weevil can, like, tribute other monsters to power up the queen, which what it actually means is that it shows the monster getting eaten by the queen. Um, They just go up and she goes chomp chomp and eats them. In a sequence which I noticed, they reuse the animation, but they just put the different monster in it. And I was oh, like, yeah. budget saving! <laughs> every time oh he does God. it, it cracks me That's up. so- oh, that's a good catch. <laughs> and every time Insect Queen destroys a monster in battle, she lays an egg, which- they really kind of went in on making the egg laying look really nasty. Shizuka's like, Believing you in yourself is important, Kenta. My brother showed me that when I was too scared to go in for surgery. I didn't believe in myself enough to, like, have the surgery, but then he encouraged me, which I didn't feel like that was really... What happened? How it was played in that episode. Because it wasn't like, oh, she doesn't believe in herself. She was like, I refuse to do it unless Joey's here. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, don't, I feel like those are just, like, different things. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that's true, but, like... It's, like, similar enough that I get it, but it, it just felt a little bit off. The entire Kenta plotline in the dub to me, it, it just felt like this is a good idea, sub, but it needs... Yeah, oh. yeah, in the sub, sorry, my bad. It just felt like this is a good idea, but it needs a second pass. You know what I mean? These scenes could be written better. (laughs) Honestly, and I think the dub improves it because, like, again, Serenity framing it like that, I didn't take that necessarily as, like, 100% what she was feeling, but it, like, makes a lot more sense with, like, her encouraging, like, I was also scared to get stuff done in the hospital just like you are, but, like, Joey inspired me. And then the end of the episode is him being like, wow, Joey's inspired me to be brave and face my fears, even if Mm -hmm. they're scary. Like, very straightforward, simple kid plot. Sounds like the sub, like, actually went for a total overcomplication, which is very bizarre. Yeah, I don't know if it's, like, an overcomplication. I think they just, like I said, I just feel like it just needed a second pass of editing or whatever. Just to Mm -hmm. rewrite the specifics of the things the characters said to, like, make more sense. And it would have been fine, but it just didn't quite ring true for me. Didn't quite feel natural. Fair enough. Anyways, um, Insect Queen, she lays these eggs... She has an ability which makes her more powerful the more insect monsters are on the field. And Mm -hmm. the eggs count as insect monsters. And the parasite is still infecting all of Joey's monsters. It's a complete bind. What is he supposed to do? Um, He does a bluff where he pretends to forget to, like, switch a monster to defense mode. Joke's on you. It was a trap. And Joey's like, I tricked you. You thought I was, you know, you tricked me before the duel, but I can also trick you, which I thought was kind of fun. Very cool. 
he survives one more turn, the situation is still dire, and at the moment when he's about to give up, somebody in the sideline squad, I'm not sure if it was, like, Honda or Anzu or Grandpa was... It was Honda, or Tristan. Yeah, it was like, oh, um, don't give up, Joey. You have, still have to duel Yugi, and then... Hmm, not what he says in the dub. My next bullet point is, fellas, is it gay to envision your bro walking away from you and looking dramatically over his shoulder, surrounded by glowing light, while promising that you'll duel again one day? <laughs> God damn it, Joey they took a gay moment Yugi. out. And, and then the you, see, you, you just see Yami being, like, holding the red eyes and being like, I'll face you when you're strong enough to duel me, and he's like... God damn it, they removed a gay moment. In this, they're like, in Tristan's, like, think of your sister. And he literally has a, has like a serenity vision. Amazing. Of her. Ah, they were like, too gay. I was like, there's way gayer stuff than this. Well, no, I mean, it's because we talked about this before, but it's because they changed the thing with the red eyes from like, when you're a true duelist, we'll duel again for the red eyes. They, like, got rid of that and they made it, you take the red eyes and, like, my monster will fight with you and they made it more just, like, wholesome friendship content instead of, like, eventually you'll duel me me again. Yeah. So I think that's why they took it out, but I did, it was, like, a fun moment and I'm sorry that four kids took it away from us. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Um, so everybody's like, don't give up, Jinochi, and they all cheer for him and it's pretty cheesy. But you know what? Who doesn't love some friendship? Meanwhile, in the hospital, Kenta is like, sure, I've had a change of heart. I'm going to cheer for your brother, too. There's, like, no real reason for him to turn around like that. I felt like it was just kind of whatever. Again, I don't really care. So it turns out that the Parasite card does not work on Gear Free, the Iron Knight. I hate to have a really stupid card quibble, but like, so in in the show, they're like, it doesn't work on the iron, it doesn't work on Gearfree the Iron Knight because his metal armor repels the parasite, which is like some more Duelist Kingdom bullshit. Except in the real life card game, it also wouldn't work. It this I looked this up, I was like, oh, this must be bullshit. But it's because Gearfree destroys any equipment card that is attached to him. Yeah. So what I was gonna say for half a second, I was like, that seems like some Duelist Kingdom bullshit. Because all Joey said was, like, the parasite can't get through its armor. And then Grandpa was like, the parasite is mechanically treated as an equip card and Gear Freed can't have cards equipped to it. And so I was like, oh, that makes sense. But then when you look it up, the parasite is not actually treated as an equip card. That's not true about how the parasite card works, but it is true about mm-hmm. Gear Freed. So I was like, I'll give them a pass. Like, they hadn't decided how the parasite card would work when this was written, so. That's so funny, because in the dub, the grandpa does not say the equip card stuff. He's like, idiot, bugs can't eat metal, basically. And I was like, <laughs> thank you, grandpa. Very useful. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for that feedback. Thank why you, would they do that? Because I feel like this is not the first time we've had a line clarifying the mechanics of the duel just be turned into trash talking, and it's like, Maybe I actually wanted to know that. <laughs> it's like, I don't mind the lore. I really don't. I don't really need all the card plays to make sense and stuff, but I do think it is like a little more satisfying when the card plays make sense. Absolutely. Okay, let me put that a different way. That made sense to me, but the fact that the card doesn't actually work that way in real life, I didn't quibble with because they explained how it worked in the anime in that moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Anyways... My next bullet point is bug strong, but egg weak. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Good summary. Good summary. Insect queen is really strong, but her eggs are really weak and they can't be switched to um, defense mode because they're not like true monsters. They're just tokens. Gear freed. It's not transformed into an insect. That means it can attack. Joey uses it to attack the eggs. 
and he's able to bring back, like, a spell card that Weevil had used earlier in the duel and use it to kill the Insect Queen. It's a pretty satisfying duel moment, I thought. Ah. And, you know, she wins. And that's the end of the duel. <coughs> and when Weevil is defeated, uh, Jinochi walks over to him and is like, Haga, there's one last thing I wanted to say to you. It's that you're a weakling. And Haga's like, <laughs> um, A horrible dub moment is when Joey is like, I don't remember, I don't didn't write exactly what turn, but at one point he's like, take this Weevil underpants. And I was like, I literally <laughs> wrote that down and then was like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> that's pretty bad. That was bad. I didn't like that at all. I think that if your characters have names that are puns, you shouldn't be allowed to make fun of the characters' names because it draws exactly. attention to the fact that the character names are puns anyways. Do you know what I mean? Exactly it. Yes. Agreed. And uh, yeah, that's basically the end of the episode. There's like a very brief... Um, we see Yugi again for like another 10 seconds. Yugi was barely in these two mm -hmm. episodes at all. It's pretty much just Joey. But we see Yugi like walking around. He's like wonder what my next duel is gonna be and then he sees the creepy mime and his and we the audience are like it's gonna be that guy <laughs> and we're like probably that guy probably that little freak you know maybe yeah. i'd not be happy about it but goddamn if it ain't that freak also wow. the next the next episode preview i was like oh wow the animation quality is gonna be ass next episode look forward to that <laughs> which um i guess we'll get into this when we like do our little preview for next episode but fascinating how bad the animation is for the next duel considering the fact that lore and like plot wise it is an incredibly important duel and i remember the animation is so bad i think it's just completely random like which ones they put the budget onto honestly i don't know how they choose these things but whatever all right, yeah. well, do you want to do manga differences before we um, talk about how we felt about this episode, or...? Yeah, sure, let's talk about the manga differences, because they are actually, like, pretty significant. Which is very fascinating to me, considering the fact that this duel just seems, like, kind of like a standard one. Well, yeah, so the differences are all in the, like, non-dueling part. In the manga, the equivalent chapters are chapter 166 to 169, for the past couple of episodes, we've been talking about how we keep having these scenes where it's like Anzu's running around looking for Yugi and shit like that. None of those have been in the manga. This is the first time we've seen Anzu and company since uh, Battle City started um, in the mm -hmm. manga. So Anzu shows up in her cute little outfit that says Spirit on it. She meets up with uh, Grandpa and also Bakura, actually. Bakura's here. They're looking for Yugi. She's like, where did Yugi go? And then she also says exactly what I said, like, two episodes ago. She was like, Yugi really needs to get a cell phone. I was like, thank you. Yes. I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> You're like, thank you. I'm very validated by this. And this this also iconic moment uh, to me, tiny moment that I really enjoyed. She's like, Bakura, why? What took you so long? We were waiting for you for, like, half an hour. And Bakura says, sorry, I overslept because I was up all night writing the next adventure for my tabletop role-playing campaign. And I was yes! like, iconic. Bakura, Been there, bro. I love you so much, Bakura. I love you so much. D&D prep is tiring. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And then supposedly Honda has gone off on a trip somewhere. We'll get back to that in a second. And then they are like, let's go look for them. So they go, they see the mime guy. He's standing in mm -hmm. the middle of this crowd and everybody's like watching the mime and some people are throwing coins at him and stuff like, oh, you know, you know, you see a street performer, you give him money. Bakura walks up to the mime and tries to like, you know, waves a hand in front of his face and he doesn't do anything. <laughs> He's like, boo, he doesn't do anything. Bakura is like, 
I don't feel any life from him. You get his thought bubble, which I thought was, like, kind of cool. Because, yeah. I don't know, I just like the idea that Bakura is, like, psychically sensitive or something like that, maybe? Because it's just, like, a weird... Yeah, like, even when yeah. he's not explicitly possessed or whatever, too. Yeah, because uh-huh. huh. he says, I don't sense any life from him. He's, like, some kind mm-hmm. of doll. Which is not something that I think you would say about somebody unless you have some level of... I don't know. I don't know, I just like the implication. The implication. The implication. I like that, too. Wow, Yeah. Oh, also, this is why um, I got confused about how long the tournament's been going. It's because in the anime, it's the next day. But in this, they specifically say that it's three hours since the tournament started in the morning. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. But um, then Grandpa's like, it's about noon. Do you guys want to get lunch? And Anzu's like, hey, I know where Jinochi must be. And they go to this ramen shop where Joey is eating like a big bowl of ramen <laughs> and <laughs> extra large with extra sauce. He's taking a, basically taking a break from dueling to have lunch. The ramen shop guy is like, take our beef and, you know, extra pickles on the house. Or I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's ramen. I'm just judging because it's like a little street stall stand and the guy has like a little, it's, it says beef buster and it has like those little bowls that they're eating with chopsticks. But like, I'm sure that describes many Japanese foods. Yeah. <laughs> <Cups and> bowls <laughs> you eat with chopsticks. I, I, you know why I think it's a ramen stand? It's because I read too much Naruto and I was like, this is just like Ichiraku ramen from Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> Me seeing any Japanese uh, street stall restaurant, they must serve ramen because I only know one anime apparently. But I guess it's um, beef, a beef bowl. I don't know. Mm-hmm. People who know more about Japanese street food, please tell me what type of food this is, because I can't tell. <laughs> I love Japanese street food, too. Let's go for it. I honestly, I've never liked Japanese food because I feel like every single thing has either eggs or fish in it, which is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like fish or eggs <laughs> at all. I really yeah. dislike both of those things. <laughs> so like almost every like traditional Japanese dish is like, I can't really eat this because it's full of my least favorite thing. <laughs> It's a little unfortunate because I'm sure many of those things would be very good if you like fish and eggs. Anyways, um, so Joey has his dual disc on his arm and you know how the dual disc like sits. It's like bumping into the person next to him while he's trying to eat his food. And the guy next to him who looks like some kind of business salary man guy is like, the thing on your arm is in the way, dude. (laughs) And Joey's like... I'm a duelist, so the dual disc is, like, part of me. <laughs> you can't <laughs> you can't take it off from me. The shop owner is like, hey, man, don't bother the other customers. <laughs> and then a very cute panel. Joey tells the salary man, I'll forgive you because he gave me pickles. <laughs> He's like, because I got pickles <laughs> in the house. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> That's a great line. I love that. It's just an excellent Genochi moment. <laughs> That's an incredible Genochi moment. I'll forgive you because he gave me pickles. That's why he has his dual disc off. And that's why the kid, they don't do the whole autograph thing. That's why the kid is able to like literally just run up out of nowhere and steal his dual disc. They catch him. He does the same lie about, oh, like Haga stole my shit. Interestingly, Grandpa like suspects the duplicity that the kid has done and is like, hey, uh, did that boy take any of your cards? Maybe you should check your deck. And Joey's like, no, Grandpa, you gotta have faith in people. If you can't trust people, then how can you trust in anything? And I just mm. I just felt like it was kind of interesting. 
Huh. The scene that comes after this, so in the anime, we've constantly been talking about all of these scenes of, like, Shizuka in the hospital, but in the manga, we haven't seen nor heard anything about her until, like, right now. Like, at the very Ooh. beginning of Battle City, he was like, she had the operation, but, like, this is the first time that she's come up since then. So Joey says that he, he says some stuff about how he's trying to, like, make a future where he's going to be a true duelist. If I can make that future for myself... I feel like I can show her a future, too. Anzu's like, how is Shizuka? Did she get better from her surgery? He says, she still can't see. Anzu's like, I thought you said the operation was a success. And he says, yeah, there weren't any complications or anything. She's resting at a hospital near my mom's house. So, like, she's not in Domino. She's, like, a good ways away. But the thing is that she's too afraid to take off the bandages. Like, she doesn't have the psychologically she's not ready for it. Interesting. I'm going to win this tournament. I'm going to go see Shizuka and I'm going to show her and she'll be able to see the face of a guy who won his future. Hmm, good setup too. That's all I'll say. Yeah, and then he's like, hey, by the way, don't tell Yugi about this until after I've dueled him. The only other person I already told about this is Honda. By the way, where did Honda go? <laughs> why, why isn't he here? He was supposed to be here. And then Anzu's like, um, he went on some trip or something, apparently. Cut to where Honda actually is. He has gone to find Shizuka. And he's like, damn, mm-hmm. this place is pretty far out in the sticks. And he's with Otogi. So Duke Devlin is like, has accompanied him. Oh. For someone who said he just happened to be going the same direction I was going, you've been following me for kind of a while, Duke. And Duke is like, yeah, okay, so I heard about Jinochi's sister, and I figured I owe you guys a favor, alright? So they get to the hospital, which looks really, like, run down and shitty. They find Shizuka. Honda introduces himself. He's like, oh, you must be Shizuka. I'm Honda. I'm Jinochi's friend. Your brother's in the middle of a duel. He says he wants to show you the future. You should come with me, and mm. we should go see him. Sick. That's actually pretty cool. Then they have a further conversation where Duke is like, Okay, Honda, what are you talking about? Like, when you meet, when you win the game, you get a sense of accomplishment. But how is that going to, how is Joey winning a game going to help his sister feel stronger? If you're going to learn to be brave, you have to do it by yourself. Honda's like, you just don't understand. Sometimes people have to help each other out. And yes, you can get courage from other people. That's the only way. Otogi has a, like, mental thought bubble. That's what I came here to find out. He's like, I want to see, like, these people's friendship, like, prove to me. I like that a lot. Shizuka says, no, he's right in one way. I'm the only person who can ultimately make the choice to be brave, but I'm really afraid. I have this fear that the bandages will come off and I still won't be able to see anything, even though they told me my eyes work. Yeah. I have this fear that I'm never going to see my brother's face again. Mm. And when I think about it, I'm just too scared to take them off. And then she starts crying. Honda doesn't really know how to comfort her. So he's like, uh, hey, uh, by the way, um, I didn't know if you had a change of clothes. So I, um, I brought you some of my sister's old clothes. And he like pours out a bunch of clothes onto the bed and he says... I don't know if they'll look good on you. They're they're kind of loud. And I love that this like tiny hint of what Honda's sister is like as a person that she has an aggressive sense of style, apparently. That's so adorable. Aww. But then they're like, hey, Shizuka, let's go see your brother. You don't have to take your bandages off. We'll work as your eyes on the trip. We'll take you where you need to go. Jinoshi's fighting for you. But if you're there with him, you can give him courage, too. And she says, I want to see him. 
And so they get on a train to uh, get on the train back to Domino. And that's the end of the scene. Excellent. But it's a good scene. That's a really good Serenity stuff. I mean, I think some of that stuff will come up later, so I'm not too worried about it. I don't remember how it goes in the anime, but I guess we'll see. But uh, yeah, that said, it sounds like they cut a bunch of fun stuff. That's kind of a bummer. Also, like, I miss Bakura. I didn't realize how much I missed him until all this stuff. So now I'm like, <laughs> Bakura, damn. Bakura's funny. I think we're, we, we'll probably see oh, Bakura again soon. I don't remember exactly, like, when he shows up, but I'm sure we'll see him again. I just, I like this stuff. I understand, like you said, you know, they cut it, but for the most part, it's more like they rearrange things and they, like, they moved Shizuka to be in Domino City. They moved, they added all that whole episode, like, with her mom and the operation and everything, which we loved that mm-hmm. addition. So it's just kind of a slightly different version. I do really, I definitely really prefer that Honda isn't a creep having a crush on Shizuka, that that plot line is completely not a thing in the manga at all. Yeah. And he's just like a normal, like supportive friend. Slightly awkward because like not out of necessarily romantic interest, but like there's a crying girl in front of him who he doesn't really know. And he's just like, oh, oh also just a little note, but I forgot to mention this earlier, but I noticed that in the, um, or in the anime, the kid who, like, runs away with the dual disc, Honda is the one who catches him. He's like, oh, I got you, blah, blah, blah. And then in the manga, I mean, obviously Honda isn't there, but Joey catches him and threatens to beat him up and yes. stuff. So I was like, it's another, like, Joey being nerfed moment, but not really. Just, like, <laughs> Honda wasn't there, but <laughs> it's a thing, kind of. Now that you've gone over the manga differences, what did you think about the episodes, especially considering those in mind? To be honest, I like this episode more than I was kind of expecting to. Me too. I like Weevil. I just find him an entertaining villain. And I was a little bit annoyed by, like, the kid in the hospital scene stuff. But for the most part, it was alright. I mean, Shizuka's nice. She was being a nice, supportive person. I don't mind seeing her, like, be supportive. And the dueling was... Let me put it this way. These episodes really, they were mostly dual, but the dual was actually pretty fun to watch. Exactly. Also, I realized that I had, um, I mean, I've reread Yu-Gi-Oh! a lot of times, but I do kind of get in skim mode with a lot of the actual duels. So I realized that I had totally forgotten, like, the mechanics of this duel and, like, how it's won. Mm Mm-hmm. And that kind of made it a little more fun to watch because I was like, I actually don't know how he's going to get out of this. Like, I don't remember. So, yeah, what about you? I completely agree. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of like, ugh, okay. I think I kind of kind of set up after Esperoba stuff where I was like, okay, Joey duels are going to be a little hard. Because, like, I remember the Yugi duels really well. And I was just kind of like, okay. But, like, when it's not a, like, total banger episode, some of the best things I can say about a Yu-Gi-Oh episode is it went by fast in a good way like i feel like there's like bangers that take a while because it's just like every moment is really fucking good then there's like it kind of went by fast but like there were fun moments and then there are ones that are just fucking excruciating where you're just sitting there going like can i play this at 1.5 speed blah 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 and i never got that like (laughs) the flow the timing was actually we've talked before about how there's lots of duels that are like three episodes could have been two two could have been one the pacing in this is really good cute little moments kento's fine in the dub it's a very good, above-average, standard Yu-Gi-Oh! episode. So I was pleasantly surprised. Totally. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Hearing about the manga differences, I'm like, oh, they could have had even cuter stuff. But I get, yeah, like we said, I get why they cut it. I mean, I think we're kind of agreeing that the dual part was pretty strong for us, and the mm-hmm. dual was basically just like in the manga. So, you know, we can give that credit to the manga. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I do just like a lot of Weevil's monsters. <laughs> I like the gross bugs. Me and too. I like Weevil. I think he's fun. 
So looping back, we're pro bug. We're pro bug. We're pro haga. Next episode, um, I'm not pro mime, and I'm about to get even less pro mime following next episode. But uh, <laughs> I truly, we're hitting a small, relatively small section of Battle City where I just like do not remember. Like I have like no memory of this mime duel. I <laughs> might be incorrect, but I believe there are some moments I think I remember that are bangers. I think it's kind of. I'm I'm curious to see how I will. F- think of the duel holistically but i'm remembering some banger moments and i also do not remember what the rest of the gang is up to for like these next three episodes so it's like it's gonna be fun to sort of like piece that together but there are some bangers that's all i'll say yeah i'm i'm looking at my i have the like three in one manga volumes and like i said the holes in my memory are very specific to like which volumes of the manga i owned when i was younger Mm -hmm. and battle city is we're getting to a segment of battle city that i just did not have these volumes of the manga yeah so i don't remember the next duel and then the next two I don't really remember. And then there's the, um, the mask guys, which I can, I think I can say that without that being a spoiler, but I remember the duel with the mask guys Fuck really yeah, well because it has shit that's relevant to me. <laughs> that's almost, yeah, I was about to say, I was like, I know Let's why you remember that. that. <laughs> but there's like, there's like a couple other things. And I also, I did have the mask. I, I think I, I might've had, you know, I remember it for normal reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm an excitingly hazy part of the series for me if you know what i mean like it's fun to have stuff that feels very new to me we're going in unknown we're about to have some mime adventures maybe egyptian god carts some good lore good kaiba moments that's all i'll say that i remember but uh yeah looking forward to it all right bye everybody yeah bye guys Thanks for listening to Battle City Broads. If you have any comments, you can contact us at Battle City Broad on Twitter without the S or by emailing us at battlecitybroads at gmail.com.